the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So biblical teaching, behavioral traits, and basic thinking. Let me just give me a minute to unpack those things. We place a great priority in these three areas because above all aspects of life, these three things reveal who we really are and what kind of vessels we are for God's use. Are we pure in our understanding of biblical teaching? Do we know what we believe? Gotta begin there. Breaks my heart to see Christians getting deceived day in and day out about what's going on in the world around them because they simply don't know what God already said. I mean, it's going on all over the place. You know, some of the things that, 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 that Christians believe nowadays, it, it, it baffles, it, it's, it boggles the mind, so to speak. It reveals who we really are. When it comes, doctrine is important, amen? It's important for us becoming vessels of honor. Otherwise, our belief will simply, uh, you know, mis- misrepresent what God says. I mean, I can give you examples after exa- examples. I don't want to over-preach uh, on this aspect. But this is what I want to do. Next year, first quarter of next year, we're going to have our class, discipleship classes again. And one of those classes is called 201. This has to do with what Christians believe, not what denominations believe, what Christians believe from the Bible. I strongly encourage you to take that class if you haven't taken it. Why? Because you can sit on the pew for 30, 40 50 years and not know what you really believe about what God said already. Hey, I'm just a pastor. I answer to God. If I don't take the time to show God's people what God already said, then uh, this, you, I wasted your time. You've been coming and I appreciate you coming, although today I'm kind of disappointed we have more feedback than people. And I looked at Ben. He's not about Look, you know, you, you, you're on your way to heaven. God knows who you are. Would you want to go to heaven not knowing half the things that God said you ought to know about him? I really believe this. Many people will enter heaven and say, who's Paul? Who's that? What, what did God say about this again? You're looking to cheat in heaven, trying to ask people what you should know. That's shameful. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen. But it becomes important. So, you know, take that class. I only ask four hours of your Saturday. You get a breakfast and a lunch out of it. That's a good deal. All right? And I guarantee if you take that, you'll think twice about nodding to what you're hearing on the news. You'll be able to say right away, you know what, that sounds good, but that's not what God said. Right? 
biblical purity of biblical doctrine uh, have always been the main measuring stick of how we effectively convey the glory of God to the world. Secondly, purity of behavioral traits also show what kind of vessels we are. Are we growing ethically? Are we ethical people? Is our church ethical? Are you and I as individuals, do, do we know what Christian ethics is all about? Do we know how to behave in, in front of people uh, properly? I'm not talking about being flawless. We all have flaws. We all have, um, you know, blind spots in life. But the question is, are we maturing in the way we conduct ourselves in the world? If you've been a Christian for 30 years and, 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 and some, and some, uh, uh, some guy uh, stepped on a brake right in front of you and you cuss out the devil left and right, do you still do that? It's got to stop. Oh, it's just the reflexes. Your reflex, your vocal reflex, that doesn't come from just reflexes because you got surprised or anything. That comes from what you are inside. If you cuss your grandmother because you got surprised by something, it doesn't work. Those things, I mean, I mean I'm being facetious when I make, make this, you know, um, analogies. But behavioral training must be modeled in the church. This is where we develop Christian ethical behavior and conduct. This is a place where we see the difference between us and the world. This is not a waste of time. You've, you've brought yourself here this morning. You'll never, you'll never hear your bartender talk about these things. You are in the right place. And I'm not saying that because I'm preaching to you. I'm not saying that because, you know, oh, I need people to come to church on a regular basis. No, 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 not at all. This is our training ground. This is where God emanates His power so that we can show it in the world. Ethical behavior. And, and finally, uh, basic thinking. By this, I mean what do we base our thinking on? This goes into the heart of our motives. Every time we do something, every time we say something, every time we decide on things, are we being motivated by the glory of God? That's important thing. And it begins with the, the, the way we basically think about everything before we ma make a decision on doing something. How is this going to be honorable to God? What kind of vessels we are uh, says a lot about the motivations we have in doing and saying things, okay? Now, there's a second point to this. An honorable church, an honorable Christian, an honorable vessel is this, that it is built on the faithfulness of God's servants, the word there is slaves, who pursue perfection. Perfection there is the word sanctification, okay? So the church is built on the faithfulness of God's servants, who pursues perfection. If we want to really honor God, be honorable vessels, those two things has to happen. There has to be faithfulness on our part to serve God by pursuing sanctification, being perfected. The word perfected there is confusing to a lot of people because they, they see it as, oh, I, I, I'm not going to be perfect, Pastor. No, uh, God knows that, and most definitely you know that. But this has to do with being sanctified, being set apart for God's glory in your life. Look at verse 20. Now in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood and clay. Some for honorable use, some for dishonorable. Noble Christians, honorable servants or vessels continually pursue sanctification. 
Again, I'm not speaking of sinless perfection, but an ongoing desire to be like Jesus so that we're able to serve His name. These are called the, the, the people that are pursuing sanctification. You know, they, they have the honor and glory of God in their minds. These are called vessels that are made of gold and silver, right? These are believers who are pursuing that sanctification process. Now, unfortunately, not everyone in the body of Christ, you know, does that. There are those who sincerely want to honor God. They are our models. That we look up to these people. All right? But then again, there are those within the body of Christ that are struggling in, in, in pursuing sanctification. Believe it or not, in the church, even just, just like ours, there are true believers in here. You are truly a follower of Jesus, but you still struggle with carnal pursuits. You know, you, you still struggle with worldly and carnal pursuits rather than spiritual pursuits. Uh, some are just weak and in need of more grace. You know, we fall into that category, all of us. But there are those who need more than others, okay? We need to come to grips with this. There are those who just weak and they, they just can't overcome certain things. And they need more grace from God and from us, and they need more grace and patience from God and from us. Then there are those who are just caught in some weird circumstance by, by a decision that they made, and it caused sin to enter their lives, and they were suffering from the consequences. You know, I, I'm going to say this. I feel personally grieved at those of you who are married to non-believers, Okay? Your, your spouse um, is making your spiritual walk difficult. And I know there are Christians who are in that situation. You are subjected to a life that is opposed to the will of God. And you have to deal with that. Uh, and, and then you're thinking to yourself, maybe I made a mistake in marrying this person. I have a word for you this morning, okay? I want you to know that you are... You uh, are not exempt from pursuing being honorable to God, okay? Don't let your current situation right now uh, dictate how you're going to be an honorable servant to God. Some people say, well, no, Pastor, my, my, my husband or my wife is not, a, is not a believer and it's stifling me. Please, don't use that as an excuse. God is not, God can, can turn things around for you, number one. Number two, even if he doesn't, that doesn't excuse you and I from pursuing Honor, honoring God, okay? I just want to encourage you. You know, you don't have to, you, you, it may be a little difficult for you, I, I, I guarantee you that, but it's not enough to say, okay, well, you know, God, give me an excuse on this because my, my husband is just, you know, he's not a Christian, you know. I, 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 I want to let you know that, that God is not looking at that. He knows it. But he's looking at you. How are you responding in faith when it comes to that? And that's important. Okay, not every one of us are married to people that, are, that, that love the Lord. I, I guarantee you that, and God knows that too. But to use that as an excuse, I, let, me, let me just encourage you, don't. It's an encouragement. Allow God to use you as, as much as possible to reach out 
to your spouse, okay? Uh, it, it, it's not about your spouse anymore. It's about you and God. How you becoming an honorable servant of the Lord. You can shed light on, on that unbelieving family of yours. Now, there are those who, who struggle with addictions, even in the body of Christ. I, I mentioned that already. Uh, many of us struggle with lust, um, uh, you know, uh, addictions to substances, uh, addi uh, you know, all kinds of things. I, I get it, right? You know, especially with men and women too, you, you look at that, that image and it plays back over and over again. And you know what? It, it, it's bringing you down. You know, you're, you're, you're living in guilt. You're living in shame and all of that. May I have a word with you? God knows it too. And the good news is these things can be overcome. God can deliver us from those things because God intends to make us honorable servants of His. He doesn't want anybody wallowing in guilt every time. But here's the deal. We got to pursue it too, amen? I mean, we, we got to have the want to, so to speak. We got to want to get those things out of our lives. We can't let it stay because it dishonors not only us, it dishonors the name of the Lord. And, and all these struggles that we face, listen to me, in all the struggles that you and I are facing, if we're facing some terrible struggles, God is, has not stopped loving you or making himself available to you to give you hope and comfort and grace and all of that. God doesn't depart from those whom he knows. Okay, so he's there. Well, we have a responsibility to also depart from those things. Man, there are those who just refuse to grow up as Christians. I'd be scared if I were those people because now you're going to have to Ask yourself, are you really a follower of Jesus? Now, that's a tougher question to ask. Because there are people who just refuse to grow. They refuse to forgive against God's better judgment. They continue on a pattern of life that they know is destructive. They cannot let go of some aspect of their past. They just can't move on. I got a call from a, or an email from, from a, a high school classmate of mine years ago and asking me would I be open to, uh, uh, to meeting every year for high school reunion so that we can relive the best years of our lives. They had high school algebra when I was in high school. I don't want to relive that. I moved on from that. Of these things, of course, they're talking about you know, young love, first love, they're talking about fornication, they're talking about all of these things. I'm thinking calculus, I don't want to go look, you know, this, this, the good old days, it's overrated. There's nothing good about the old days, it just means you're old now. That's why you're gotta move on. High school is over, we're pushing 60s now. I don't want to relive any of those. Maybe there's some, some unforgiveness. There's some bitterness, grudges. You, you can very well love the Lord. You can very well worship, be worshiping God and still gnash your teeth every time you think about something. You just, God says, hey, if you continue living your life against my better judgment, you're going to lose out. 
Because God says, you might make it, but you're going to lose out. You're going to have so much regret. You're out of your mind, pastor. There's no such thing as regret in heaven. There's no such thing as tears in heaven. I disagree. I think many will make it to heaven, but they will shed some tears because they lose out. They lost out on some of the things that God says, this is what I have in store for you, but you decided that you're going to be your own king, your own Lord. There's a story in the Bible about this rich, young ruler. <laughs> rich, young, and he rules. He's got everything. Came up to Jesus. Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? I mean, the guy's mind is in about inheritance. He already inherited so much money. He already did any of that, all of that stuff. And Jesus, the Bible says this, Jesus loved him. Looked at him and loved him and said to him, you're lacking one thing. Let go of all of these things that you have and follow me. The Bible says that that young man left sad because he couldn't give up what he has. Now, it doesn't take <laughs> too much smart to think that God is not asking him to get rid of what he has. It's about loyalty to God. It's about being an honorable servant. Many will enter heaven and will regret that they had not served God honorably in this life. When God dispenses of the rewards, there will be tears of joy and there will be tears of regret. I don't know about you, I want tears of joy. That's what I'm shooting for. I don't want tears of regret. There will be tears of regret that we had not pursued a more sanctified life set aside for the use of God. Now, don't ask me. I'm not smart enough to know what happens then, but I know heaven is a place of fulfillment. God will ultimately be just, and we will receive our just reward. We will receive it, okay? So don't brag about, oh, I believe in Jesus and all of that. Hey, you have a reward for that, but there are rewards for those who are honorable vessels. I want to make that clear. Because I don't want us for one more minute take for granted that we belong to the household of God. That we belong to, to His church. Uh, not, not the local church, but the whole church. And that's important to God. Okay? Look at verse 12 uh, of the, the Corinthians pa passage. It says, Now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and straw, each one's work will become manifest. So God's going to reveal... All the things that we had done, either honorable or dishonorable. Now, that's, a, uh, that's, that's crazy scary to me. Because God will make sure that we are judged and rewarded on the basis of our pursuit of sanctification. Which leads us to our final, port, final point, rather, which makes some people say, Amen. And that is, the church is built on the fire of godly sacrifice for his purpose and praise. Look at verse 21. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. God wants to use our lives here on earth, and it involves sacrificial service. Fire represents refinement. God uses those who are being refined through their fires of sacrificial living. If it, you know, a sacrificial living means it's costing you and I to serve the Lord. Coming here this morning, it's costing you something. Keep doing it because it's good. It's part of the refinement process. You could be somewhere else this morning. You could really be somewhere else this morning. You know, you could be watching the game this morning, 
oh, that's hardly a, a, an issue anymore in my life. Fine. When we go through the, the, the more fiery trials in life, that's a good thing because for a follower of Jesus, that means we are being refined so that we can be honorable vessels. If, you know, the measure of hardship in serving the Lord is the reality of the Christian life. There is hardship in serving God. There is. You know, we, we, can't, we, we can't get away from that. But regardless of the degree of sacrifice and, and, and suffering that you and I uh, uh, go through, they all bring honor to God. You know, God will honor those who serve Him with a higher degree of sacrifice. What can I say? I, I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm not expecting the same reward as the Apostle Paul received, okay? <laughs> Neither should you, right? I mean, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, make people feel like... I mean, there are people right now in this world that do not have the freedom that we have. Can I say that to you? There are places in this world that don't have the freedom to shout like I'm shouting right now, preaching to you. They have a Bible. They don't have a Bible. They don't have, so they can't sing songs very loudly. And if they ever get caught, they're going to die because of their commitment to Jesus. I'll be carrying some of those people's bags when, we, when they get to heaven. I'll be their porter. I really believe that. I mean, I'm, I'm speaking illustratively, but there are people, if you want to use the, the more materialistic aspects of heaven, there are going to be people there with an electric EV Cadillac. And, and, and there will be... Someone, you know, riding a horse and carriage. Because the fiery trials that we go through in life counts, counts toward that, towards th those rewards. Now, what brings God's purpose and praise to His name are the sacrifices of the saints who are willing to do whatever it takes to please the Lord God, and God cannot use anyone honorably unless they are willing to pay the price. This is a thread in Scriptures. You'll find this even in the Old Testament, in the New Testament. Jesus himself endured the cross and was rewarded with the joy of having fulfilled the work of God in redemptive history. The church went through fiery trials. Every single one of those apostles, except for John, they were martyred. History says that John probably died of old age, but it's not that he didn't suffer. He was exiled in the Isle of Patmos. He had to suffer. It's part of our existence because we are looking forward to a reward. Sometimes we have to endure the most grueling trials in order to participate in the suffering of Jesus so that they can participate, so we can participate in his glory. The church, Christians will endure persecution and suffering, uh, if not now, later. Because we are committed to expanding the word of Christ to the world. The church that God is building will go through the fire of godly sacrifice in order to accomplish its purpose. Now you and I may have to make a decision as to what kind of vessels we're going to be. At the end of our life, we will, be gi we will give an account of how we serve the Lord. And this is the verdict right here on the final verses of our, our passages. It says, for the day will disclose it. Because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test the sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone work is, anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss. Though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. I don't want us to be that in that group. I don't want us to. I don't want to be in that group. I don't want to be saying to Ben, hold on to my hand, Ben. So I want to challenge everybody this morning as part of the body of Christ, as living rock moving forward to next year, let us focus on being vessels of honor 
towards God. Now, I know what you're saying. Well, pastor, we need to help the poor more. Huh? We, we, we have ministries like that in this church, believe it or not. The pandemic put a, put a stop to it. But, but Joe, right there, they've been faithful. That ministry has been serving the hungry and needy in, uh, in this area for years before the pandemic. Okay. I'm just saying that counts for something. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's not our highest priority as a church, but we do those things. We reach out to people. We, we do that. But Jesus says, those things you will always have, your priority is honoring my name. Honoring the name of Jesus. God wants to build a house. That's you and I. And he wants that house to be filled with vessels for noble and honorable use. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 